Welcome back to the Drop Culture Podcast. I'm your host, October the Guy. Today we have special guest, Culture. How you doing, man? What's going on? Yeah, yeah. What's happening, man? Glad to be here with you guys. Man, it's a it's a hell of a combination, bro. We got Culture on the Drop Culture Podcast. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. It's match made. Yeah. All right. Some of y'all may be familiar with some of his work. If you've been following LaVon, Bibb, and ZTN produced it, you run with those guys. Good music with friends. Yeah, yeah, Levon Bibb is my dog. I, mean, I I linked up with him some years ago. Um, uh, he was my brother. Brother is a producer. His name is Status. So uh, they've been good friends for a while. So yeah, I linked up with Levon probably about man, probably about five or six years ago for real. Okay, so what's that been working like? Working with you know the folks over at Good Music with Friends. Well, Levon's really been the only one that I've been able to work with uh, over the years, and Levon is probably one of the most. Talented lyricist that I've ever worked with. I mean, dude has an amazing mind, uh, amazing way with words. So he's super talented. I've I've been blessed to have a few tracks with him over the years. So it's been fun, man. I'm actually looking forward to working with the rest of the crew. I know they've been cooking up on some stuff. So you know, I'm pretty sure it's gonna happen one day one day soon. Yeah. So for folks that don't know, you're a producer, but more recently you've been getting into like you know the proper rap scene, rapping yourself. So what made you want to shift from just doing beats to getting into rap as well? Absolutely, man. I mean, I had a message. You feel me? I had a message that I felt like a lot of artists uh, wasn't conveying. And, uh, you know, I'm not here saying that I'm doing it better than them. But it was just, you know, right. just this certain verbiage, a certain, a certain message that I carry, uh, that I believe in, that I think a lot of people need to hear. Uh, so that was really what kind of inspired me to start writing, uh, producing music. Music has always been my thing, you know what I'm saying, all my life. But this point in my life right now, I have been focusing a bit more on artistry and just kind of just conveying the message, bro. So what makes your delivery of that message different from other people? Uh, so uh, to be politically correct, I'm a Christian. So, uh, you know, I do follow the ways and the morals and the life of Jesus. So um, uh, there's just been a lot of preconceived notions about religion and Christianity and um, Jesus, you know, you know, specifically, yeah. more specifically. So uh, it's just, there's been a turning point in my theology and, and in my belief system that I feel like has changed things drastically for me, which is how I look at myself, how I look at other people, and how I look at Jesus altogether, uh, that I feel like would help a lot of people that may be uh, struggling in their faith or don't really have a faith or may have some questions about, you know, Christianity per se, or you know Jesus or whatever. So it's just it's just certain things that I felt like could be conveyed differently. So what would you say to someone like a more traditional rap fan who might be like, man, I'm not trying to hear all that all the time. You know, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to listen to the music. I can dig it. I mean, but that to 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 say you're not trying to hear that, but I'm trying to just listen to the music is kind of like oxymoron. You feel because. Music yeah. is always going to find its way in our subconscious mind. You feel me? So it's like whether you listen to just the beat or whatever the case may be, if there's lyrics on it, it's going to end up finding its way into your mind in some way. So I just want to make sure that whatever's replaying in your mind um, is something that's healthy for your psyche and something that's healthy for just your life and your heart and your mind and stuff like that. So, I mean, I'm not a preachy type artist. I'm not the type of person that's going hit you over the head with the Bible. That's not me at all. I actually hate those type of artists or I, I hate, I ain't gonna say I hate those type of artists. I hate that type of approach to 
type of music I do. So I'm not that type of person. You feel me? Like I listen. I'm a hip hop head. I listen to everything. You feel me? So I'm yeah. not. I'm not the type of person that's just like we gotta stop listening to Jay Z or something. No, I'm a Jay Z fan, so I still listen to Jay Z. So it's 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 nothing like that. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to force anything down anybody's throat, or I'm not trying to force force my belief system on anybody. You know what I'm saying? Because Jesus wasn't a person like that. So it's definitely not my approach. Yeah, I definitely have talked to some artists that are more like. I don't want to say forceful, but more like, uh, I guess, direct with their messaging. And at times it does become kind of hard to just enjoy the music because it is just like, I understand that you have a message and a thing that you want to say, but, you know, I feels like you're missing out on part of the artistry of it. No, for sure. I think a lot of people mess up with the method. You know what I'm saying? Like the message yeah. could be beautiful. The message could be full of love and just a, a beautiful message, but the method can be aggressive or it can be harsh or it can be inconsiderate. Or it can just be completely thoughtless. And it's like, you know, I don't care how beautiful your message is, how you brought it to me, I just don't want to hear it. So it's just like, I, I, I probably focus more on the method than I do the, do the message because I am the message. Like, I, I, the message, I believe in it so much that it's it's a part of my my life. So when I talk, when I interact with people, that's just what they're going to get. But my delivery and my method and how I interact with people and how I talk to people, that's what's going to matter most. You know what I'm saying? Like, even if at the end of the day, we don't agree on, like, I could be talking to someone who's a complete atheist. That's fine. And my goal is not to change you in a conversation, but I would at least want you to walk away from that conversation like, man, we didn't agree on everything, but I really appreciate how, you know, how nice he was, how kind he was. He didn't make me feel like the enemy just because I didn't believe in what he believed in. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So that that's that's at the end of the day, if anybody ever interacts with me, I want that to be their 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 walk away. You know what they think of of me when they walk away. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. So, what had deterred you from you know writing and rapping uh, up until recently? Like, why'd you follow the path of production? Uh, production, man. It was so. I'm a musician. I'm a bass player. So I've traveled the world as a bass player, mainly in the gospel genre or the gospel industry. Um, and, uh, production was kind of the, the next thing, you know, as a musician, I was kind of used to being in the lane of playing behind other artists, basically, you know, helping other artists pursue their dreams. So when I stepped into production, it gave me a bit more control to where I can kind of create a soundscape that I was in control of and, you know, help, uh, jump alongside other artists and help them curate and, you know, build their music. So it gave me an opportunity to do hands on. It gave me an opportunity to create and control and it gave me an opportunity to network with a lot of other beautiful artists production style is really unique so what kind of inspired all those like unique elements because like you know playing bass i feel like you definitely get the sense that like you are a more traditional musician as well in your beats for sure for sure no, i appreciate one i appreciate that one uh two uh it's, it's it's really like a conglomerate of everything bro so with me being a musician you know i've been around a lot of phenomenal this is, bro, and they've all had such a wide range of approaches to music. And I wanted to find a way to simplify that, but at the same time, bring all of that in and see how I can add that to a trap beat. You know what I'm saying? I see how yeah. I can add that to some boom bap beat or something, something dope. Just try to find a way to kind of take everything I've heard over my lifetime as a musician and figure it out a way to make that fit into the marketplace that we listen to today.
So, you know, in the industry, it seems like there's been like more of a focus on production where it's like a producer can make his own tape now and it's like it can do well and actually perform. So do you think that's like a positive shift for the industry that the, the producers getting a lot more credit than they used to? No doubt. Absolutely, bro. It should have always been that way. You know what I'm saying? Because it's yeah. like, and it's no shade to the artists, you feel me? But a lot of these artists' projects won't be nothing without these producers. You know what I'm Definitely. saying? And the producers put a lot of work in, bro. And uh, a lot of times they get overlooked. They get overlooked. They're never paid the way they should be. They never get the recognition that they should be. So it's like, it's a beautiful thing that a, a producer's taking the power in their own hand. And like, you know what? I don't need to sell out to a label. I don't need to wait on the label or wait on the artist. Let me go ahead and put my own project together. And you got you got producers out here that's putting out instrumental albums that's doing real good in the sync licensing space. Uh, yeah. And then you got artists and you got producers who's, you know, finding the artists and handpicking the artists themselves and be like, you know what? Let's just, I'm putting this tape together. I just need you to cut a verse for me and I'm going to put it out. So it's just like, it's, it's a beautiful thing, man. It's just kind of like taking, taking back the power that we should have always had, honestly. Yeah, and I know I was kind of in that camp of like, man, why are these producers, you know, getting so much credit? But like, when you listen to someone like like Drake and you put him on a track without 40 producing it, you can really tell the difference because it's like not as well done because he's not, you know. Fact. Like when they self-produce, it's not always as good. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not because it's like everybody got their own role. Now, you got some people who are just super talented and people who can produce their own beat and write their own verse. Like, you know, Jake Poe, you know, his whole Born Center album was fire, and he did 80% of the production on that project, and he wrote all the music. So it's like, you got some artists that can do it, but you got some artists just like, nah, I need to team up with a dope producer because they are the reason for my sound. And I respect any artist that is an advocate for producers, and they really make an intentional effort to make sure they shine on the producer the best way they can. And, uh, you know, we we can talk about Drake all day, but it's like Drake know Drake know if it wasn't for forty or for a boy wonder, his sound wouldn't be what it is now. So it's like you got to keep them paid, you got to keep them getting the recognition. So yeah, the producers it's just like they the reason for the they the reason for a lot of artists' success. Yeah, and it it is good to see that shining more because like I remember I was listening I was listening through uh Twenty One Savage's discography for an episode, and you can see the moment where he started teaming up with Metro Boomin and how massively the quality improved on all fronts. Absolutely. I mean, that stuff is beautiful, man. I mean, I think we've been seeing it over the last couple of years. You know, um, uh, Big Sean teamed up with Metro Boomin. Uh, who else? I mean, and, and we're talking about projects. They're doing projects with these people. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, Hit Boy was one of my favorite. That dude been locking in with Nas, The Game, and Snoop. And, like, dude has really been killing and I think I, uh, one of the most recent projects I heard from him was he did one with uh, 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 Drizzy from Chicago, that female rapper. And like, yeah. yo, they hit boy is really killing. And it's just like, that's how it should always be, man. I've always been a fan and an advocate for the artist-producer relationship. Yeah, and I think one another, another producer who's really coming back is DJ Drama. Because I feel like you didn't hear from him for a while. Then he did the album with Tyler. Then he did the album with Dreamville. It's just really, he's got his own sound coming back. Nah, facts. You know what I'm saying? And he's responsible for a lot of Jack Harlow's success as well. So it's like, yeah, DJ Drama, man, we all know him from back from the Wayne tapes from back in the day. You feel me? From just, you know, in the mid-2000s where he was, you know, doing all these drought tapes with Lil Wayne. So it's like, he's always been 
a, a recognizable voice in the culture. You feel me? So it's 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 always good to see certain people. You know, they was popping for a minute, then you ain't heard from them, and then they make a comeback. And I think yeah. that's definitely what's happening for drama. Talking about you know uh, letting out producer tapes, you ever think that's something you're going to pursue? Absolutely, bro. Uh, I don't know when, but for sure, uh, I've been exploring the sync licensing space here for the last couple for the last few months now, and it's, it's 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 such a powerful space, man. It's just like it's 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 if, if there's any producer that listens to this podcast, which I'm sure it is, bro. The the sync licensing space is a space that every producer should occupy because it's it's a lot more lucrative and it puts your music into a bigger catalog and you know we've heard people in the industry even talk about it like how the opportunities are so big like Pusha T wrote the whole McDonald's theme the bada ba 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 I'm loving it like and dude talked about how he missed out on so much money because he just didn't handle the business right but right. the check was still fat. It just could have been a lot fatter had he did the, the, the business right. You know what I'm saying? But then he yeah. ended up teaming up with Arby's and doing their whole thing. So now he did the business right on that. So it's just like that. And that was just these are just we just talking. We're not even talking about full songs. We're not even talking about verses. We talking about small pieces of sound bites that can get you paid like crazy and not only paid, but just open your mind and your, your network up to a whole different world. So. I'm yeah. definitely going to be doing an instrumental album. I'm not sure when, but it's going to be done before it's all said and done for sure. And then, you know, following that, do you have like a proper album or EP coming out anytime soon? Because you put out two songs this year and one song last year. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, an EP is definitely coming. I'm actually already got that in the works. Um, I'm, 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 I'm considering, I'm, I haven't made my decision yet if the EP is going to uh, include the songs that I've put out as singles. I really think that the singles is going to be separate from the EP. The singles is just something to say, hey, I'm here. You know, this is what my sound pretty much sounds like, but I'm going to give you guys a project with like five or six, maybe seven songs, uh, brand new songs that's kind of got it, that, that, that I'm going to be able to put my all into. So, yeah, EP is definitely coming. Right now, and I'm shooting for the very top of 23. Okay. See, man, I'm I'm glad you're putting the song, keeping the song separate, because I hate when people do that, man. When it's just like, bro, I heard that song like six months ago. Why is it on this project too? Yeah, man. You know, and plus the consumer market is totally different now, man. People yeah. don't really give that people don't consume music the same. You know, people's attention span is very short, and it's kind of like, you know, let's be honest, man. You can be an artist, a pure artist, but you have to consider the marketplace, and people are consuming music at an all time high. And, you know, if, 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 if the song was already out and it's booming, let it do its thing. Don't try to make it live again. It's only going to yeah. live for so long. So it's like, unless you get it placed on like a movie or something, that, again, that's going back to the sync licensing space. That could definitely happen for your music. But, yeah, I haven't, I, I've never been a big fan of, you know, an artist giving me five singles and then I buy an album and it's got ten songs on it and five of them is the singles you already gave me. So it's like, yeah, I want to hear some fresh stuff. You feel me? So. Yeah, so we, we, that's what I plan on doing with this EP that's coming out at the top of 2023, for sure. So what sounds are going to be inspiring the EP? What's it really drawing from? It's going to be drawing from... That's a good question, because I've been really specific about that. So I grew up in the church, bro, and um, there's a lot of sounds 
that come from the church, you know, vocally, just sonically, just with the instrumentation. And I'm going to figure out a way, or I, I, I have figured out a way to take those sounds and kind of uh, mesh them together with a lot of current, the current soundscape, sound, soundscape now, which is trap drums and a lot of your different trap soul type vibes, stuff like that. So I'm going to be, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a lot of my upbringing that I'm going to find a way to put into this music, bro. I think you can definitely always tell when an artist like really is passionate about the sound that they're trying to recreate or trying to implement. And I feel like with, uh, I bring this up all the time, but College Dropout by Kanye West is like the prime example of that. Cause you could tell where he was raised. You could tell where he's from and he put it all into the album. Yeah, man. Listen, bro, you can say whatever you want about Kanye. Kanye is a genius. I mean, when it comes to this music thing, he, he's been on the next level since he started. And a yeah, good preface, good yeah. preface in music. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? And dude is just so, so freaking talented, man. Like, dude can just take whatever sound he wants. And, like, dude is a sample king in my eyes. You know, dude sure. is just, it's like, to, and people don't understand, like, sampling is an art form. Like, it ain't just taking a song and looping one section of it and putting a beat on top of it. No, sampling, the art form of sampling is saying, I'm able to hear a song inside of a song. And that that's not easy for a lot of people. And Kanye, dude, can write a whole different banger out of an original old school song. And it's like, dude has created such a brand with that. And he still does. He still blows my mind when he's able to create something. Yeah, he's a lot of got a lot of talent. He's definitely a musical genius. That's for sure. That's a fact. Man, kind of going back a little bit. Uh, about how fast the music industry is moving these days and how quickly people are consuming music so how has that affected like your writing process and how you're putting out music uh it's just uh one of the things i try to focus on me and my brother actually status um is uh learning how to write faster you know what i'm saying developing a workflow that allows us to you know uh not 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 negate quality but still be able to keep up with the quantity so like just making sure our bag is always full Make sure our bag is always full of music, new, new music, new concepts, new direction, new lyrics, and stuff like that. So that's one thing I try to develop and I try to get better at on a regular basis, just writing faster. Um, another thing that I've just been um, making sure I stay connected to is just staying connected to the culture, period. You know what I'm saying? Not yeah. not, uh, not disconnecting myself from what's out in the marketplace or what's out in the culture. You know, I feel like Jesus was always a person that stayed connected with people. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, he sat with the people that people thought he shouldn't sit with. And he connected and he ate and he slept with the people. When I say slept with, he spent the time, spent spent time over people's houses, slept over people's houses with people that, you know, people felt like he shouldn't have been with. But that was who Jesus yeah. was. And that's the type of lifestyle that I want to portray. You know what I'm saying? I want to sit with people. Just because I consider myself a quote-unquote Christian artist, that does not mean that I don't work with certain artists. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it doesn't mean that I can't collab with a Wiz Khalifa. You know what I'm saying? Somebody that smoke weed every day. Like, no, I'm not. I'm not opposed to none of that. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, yeah. if I'm opposed to all of that, then what am I doing this? For? You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, um, so yeah, just staying connected to culture, staying connected to. You know, even staying connected to the trends and what's popping. I ain't got to agree with it. I ain't even got to do it, but I I know it's there. 
And I yeah. know that this is something that communicates to this generation and to the people out here in this culture, man. So being connected, man, just knowing where people are at, knowing what they're doing, knowing what they focus is on. That way you know how to reach them and you know how to connect with them and you're not so disconnected that they like, yeah, bro, you saw 2008. It, 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 it's ridiculous. We over in 22 and you over here still doing this. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I never wanted to be that guy. I think a lot of people, it's very easy, like, once you start being successful and blowing up to, like, lose touch with what the culture is and what's going on, like, in the community now. For sure. Yeah, some people can get that, man. They get that, they get that itis where it's like, you know, you was hungry and you fought, you scratched and you got to the top and now you're here and it's like, you don't care about what you did to get you there no more. And it's just like, for me... There's no top to this, bro. It's all about connectivity, bro. It's nothing vertical about this. It's all horizontal. It's all about it's all about the connectivity, bro. Like it ain't got nothing to do with the money. Yes, I would love to get to a place where my music can fully support me and my family. That's a fact. And I ain't gonna sugarcoat that in no way. So I gotta make sure that I make the right move to make that happen. But ultimately, the impact it has nothing to do with money. It has everything to do with connection, bro. And if I can find a way to to make my horizontal connections with people more impactful, then that's what I'm going for. And a lot of that is just really being a listening ear and being a voice for those who feel like they can talk, and and just giving them that type of love and attention and affection that they that everybody needs and wants, bro. So that's that's really my goal is just connectivity. Yeah, I think people forget that a lot because like music is primarily a lot of lateral movements. A lot of moving left and right and trying to see what works for you. Then once you get with the right people, then you go up. Yeah, and I and I feel like that type of system, bro. Like I get it; it makes sense, especially in a marketplace or in an industry. Like it's always about starting from one level and moving up, and that's always the verbiage and that's always the direction. It's up, 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 and it's just like you, you just can't forget about who's next to you, and who's in front of you, and who's behind you, and. So like those connections matter most. You know what I'm saying? Those connections yeah. matter most because I've seen people make it to the top, but they so out of touch. And it's just like, yeah, because he was worried about the ladder and wasn't worried about the sidewalk. So it's like, you know, it's it's horizontal connection is my most important thing. Relationships. Yeah, and I think you can really see that with like, you know, the biggest names in rap right now seem to be the most disconnected from what's going on in the culture. Like people like Drake. It's like and he doesn't really know what's going on here. He's not really sure, like, what the people want anymore. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, Drake is an anomaly, bro. He's like, he's the trendsetter. You feel me? He can go yeah. in a cave for six months and not be connected to anything. But because he's at such a superior level, he could come out and change the whole game. He could change the whole wardrobe. He could change the whole shoe game. He can change the whole soundscape of what music is doing. Just because he's kind of got himself... But see, that's the thing, man. There's only a few artists that's like that. You feel me? You got the Jay-Z's, the Beyonce's, and the Drake's who can drop an album out of nowhere with no marketing, no promo, and they'll still get a million streams in the first five minutes. So it's just like um, it, some artists are just, they built like that. Some of them, you know, this is a whole different conversation. You could call them industry plants or whatever, but they got a whole industry that, a whole machine that backs them up. I'm talking yeah. about the artists that are like out here still going around the different local spots and connecting with people and stuff like that. Again, my focus isn't lateral. My focus isn't to get to a Drake level. 
because at the end of the day, that's not what matters. It's not what matters, man. It's all about who can I connect with and who can I create an impact with in their lives to uh, to help them really see themselves for how they should really see themselves. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's really what I, I feel like it's all about, man. I may I may never get to a Drake level, but that's never been my goal. Yeah, I definitely get that. And I think at this point, getting to a Drake level is like obviously nice financially, but in terms of like musically, you can kind of see where it's stagnant, where it becomes stagnant. And then at some point, like feels like you've lost the creative drive and you've lost the motivation to create music like you originally did, like create music, you know, for the people that represents you and isn't just representing like what you know is going to sell. Absolutely, man. You know, it's just, there's just some things Drake can't relate to in my life, bro. And there's a lot of things Drake can't relate to in a lot of my homes' lives, bro. It's like there's stuff that we see and experience and been through that he can't he can't relate to, man. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's cool to see him in some fly car. It's cool to see him in some dope sneakers. It's cool. His music can be bumping and everything can be dope. But it's like at the end of the day, it ain't what I it ain't what I turn on to get me through what I need to get through, you know what I'm saying? And it's no yeah. not to Drake at all. I mean, his music has its place, but it's just like, there's nothing in him that I relate to, you know what I'm saying? And it's yeah. like, you got some artists out here who that's their focus. It's like, I want to relate to my audience, you know what I'm saying? And it's just like, you can only do that at a certain level. And it's like, you know, everybody likes Drake in some capacity, but it's like, at the end of the day, you know, you're going home, you're going to work tomorrow, and Dre's going to his mansion to play basketball with Amigos. So it's like, it's always going to be different. It's always going to be different, bro. And it's just like, let's be honest, bro. We really don't care about that. Unless you're a clout-chasing person, like, that's just what it's all about. Like, ooh, I'm my friends, my friends are famous, and I'm doing this. Yeah. And I'm do Unless you're that type of person, bro, let's be, let's be honest, bro. We don't care about that. We don't care, bro. We... Yes, we want money. We want to be able to be stable and take care of our families and live good and live comfortably. Absolutely. But it don't take $300 million to do that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, so a lot of that stuff, bro, we just don't care about. We just don't care about. Man, so is that kind of what inspired you to go with the name Culture so you could, like, remember where you're connected to? Absolutely, man. And it was like, and I spell it the African way, so that's why I spell it that way. So it's actually pronounced couture, but I right. go by the, the English pronunciation, which is culture. And uh, But, yeah, honestly, bro, that's what it was. I mean, I started with my production team, which is called Engage Culture, uh, Engage Culture Music Group. And so I wanted to kind of spin off that. And, um, yeah, man, it was all about connectivity. It was all about being a part of the culture. It was all about speaking to culture. It was all about creating a culture. It was all about, you know what I'm saying? Just just that, man, because that's what music does. Music music has the power to change one's perception of the world. And we if you have if you create music in any capacity, whether you play an instrument, you produce, you sing, you write, you have the power to create and potentially change or create a culture with what you create. And it's like I want that to be something that I always do when I put out music is to be able to change the culture, even if it's in one person's life. Like, man, this song really helped me look at myself different or this song really helped me look at God different or different things like that. So, um, yeah, man, that's, that's, that's where the name came from. I think, you know, as musicians, it's easy to, or especially a rapper specifically, it's like, this is the music that will help 
define black culture throughout history and in the future because when we think about the past it is directly tied to music and what was going on in the music scene at the time like all the way back as we as far as i can remember absolutely absolutely for sure i agree you talked about working with the, a production group so uh what, what made you want to do that what made you want to work with other producers like that so me and my brother uh sherman williams we got <laughs> uh, we put together this production team Back in 2015, and uh, me and him just, you know, was just sharing a love for music, and uh, we just saw a need for local artists in the city. Uh, was like, you know, a lot of these artists need producers, man. You know, we was both huge advocates for artists and producers uh, in that relationship, and um, so that's what we did. We came up with a name, put that together, and we kind of made ourselves available to certain, to, 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 to not certain, but to artists in the city. And uh, that's kind of like where it came from. That was the breeding ground back in 2015. We both had our own homes and we created our own home studios. And uh, we just wanted to put a team together that can service the uh, local artists in our city. When you're working with local artists like that, do you ever feel like a little bit of pushback or like a, a need to like expand your sound? Uh, ask that one more time ever feel like the need to like expand your sound based on who you're working with when you get someone who's like has some like wildly different ideas for what it should sound like oh no for sure i you know working with different people man it definitely challenges you you know uh to think differently because you know at the end of the day it's all about uh it's all about customer service so it's like you want to make sure you give your artists the best thing that they can have so that they can be proud of what they make so it's like some artists challenge you some, not so much, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it definitely gives you an opportunity to open your catalog, open your mind up and create different sounds so that you can better serve that artist. Uh, and that was something that I felt like I love doing. I love coming alongside other people and helping them create their best stuff. You know what I'm saying? That's really something I take pride in. I don't have to be the one out front or nothing. I really like helping cultivate and push other people uh, so they can create something that they're proud of. I think uh, in, in more recent years with the rap community and how the sound isn't just your traditional trap sound anymore, how it's kind of developed, like you have the rage sound and like the more, uh, I guess like emo or like darker sound. I think it, it's created a lot of pushback from producers at times where you can tell like someone really wanted to go one way and they got a lot of pushback and they were forced to go like a different direction. Yeah, that's happened a lot, man. It's just it's what it is in the marketplace, bro. It's just like, you know, sometimes the match ain't really matching. Like, you know, this artist and this producer, yeah, it looks, aesthetically, it looks like a dope collab, but sonically, it just didn't turn out that way. And it's, it, it is what it is, bro. Everything's trial and error. That's the beautiful thing about creation and being creative and making music and art is that you can try it to see what it sounds like and what it looks like. And if it don't work, it don't work. I mean, but... But even that's subjective if, of something working or not. You know what I'm saying? And that doesn't mean just because it didn't hit a million streams doesn't mean it's not a good song because it can only hit 20,000 streams. But those 20,000 people really love that song. So it's just it really all matters. So, you know, success, work, success, something working is all subjective. And it all depends on what success looks like in your mind. So, um, yeah, dude, it's, it's sometimes it works. I've heard records was like, yeah, I wouldn't have done that. Man, this was a perfect match. Well, you know, but it's, you know, I, I learned how to give grace to that. You know, there's something they tried out and it just didn't pop the way they wanted it to.
Yeah. So as a producer, how do you like know when those collabs are going to work or when you're like, man, I don't really think we're messing with each other like that? Uh, chemistry, bro. It's really just a matter of just kind of reading vibes and just chemistry and, and, and letting go of egos. You know what I'm saying? That's one of my yeah. biggest things. It's like if we can get into a room where we actually have this synergy where we can vibe off of each other. We can kind of share ideas without our egos getting in the way. You know, when you're able to get rid of egos and come in with an open mind and an open heart to create, you'd be amazed at what you can create just because you took your pride and ego out of the situation. But so many, so many times, man, people, it's really hard to move ego out of the way for a lot. It's like, they come in with a chip on their shoulder and they got to prove that they, that guy or that girl or they, that person or that, and they're not going to allow you to make a suggestion or say, Hey, I don't think that's really, I don't think that's really working. We should probably try a different sound, try a different melody. And some people just don't know how to enter a room that way, bro. And it's just like learning how to do that. If you, if you know how to, I champion anybody that knows how to talk and know how to lead from the back. You feel me? And knows how to actually come into a room and, be cool with everybody and just be like, yo, I like that. I like that. And not becoming a yes man, but just being, just be embracing the the, the, the difference in everybody. It's embracing the different colors in the room and, yeah. you know, learning how to create that chemistry where people feel comfortable. Like, oh man, I know this dude to be this top producer, but he's really cool. Like he really liked my idea. So it's just like learning how to, learning how to create a culture. You know what I'm saying? And that's another reason why I named myself that. But learning how to create a culture where people can actually come in and be their best selves. Man, that's really what it's all about at the end of the day. It's always for the culture. That's a fact, bro. You already know. This podcast is for the culture. I'm for the culture. My music is for the culture. That's what we're doing, man. All right, man. All right, man. What have you been listening to recently? What have you had in your rotation? Rotation? Ah, man, that's a good question, bro. Here lately, bro. Um, here lately, too much hasn't really been coming alive to me, honestly. And I and it's no knock to nobody. I know some new music has been coming out, but nothing has really been jumping out at me. I really just be kind of here lately. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts and uh, just like listening to conversation. I'm a, I'm an extrovert, bro, so I get a lot of energy conversation. I feel you. And uh, I've been listening to a lot of conversations on a lot of a spread of different topics, bro: theology, relationships, leadership. All that type of stuff. So that that's just something that feeds me. That's just something that keeps me going. But as far as somebody specific that I've been listening to, um, uh, here lately, what's been getting a lot of plays, uh, a lot of East Coast rap, a lot of New York rap, honestly. I'm a huge fan of New York rap. So I'm a Davies type fan. I'm a, um, uh, I'm a Nas type fan. I, I listen to a lot of stuff like that. Like, that's been my life. Even when I go to the gym, my 80% of my playlist is East Coast rap music. New York type. type. So, that's always been my thing, bro. I love storytelling. I love rappers that really rap. Um, uh, So, yeah, that's what it's been lately. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, next time you talk to me, I could be on a whole different way. So, I love it all, bro. Yeah, man, I think... I think East Coast rap. I've been I've been in a lot of underground East Coast rap from like the '90s and stuff like that. It's just been really speaking to me recently. Yeah, man. But see, and, and that goes back to the early part of my conversation, bro. 
success is subjective, bro. There's a lot of underground artists who are making a great living from the from the fans and the connectivity that they got, even with the smaller fans that they have. Like, yeah. it don't take a million followers, bro. All it takes is a few loyal people to keep you moving, dog. And it's like, if you learn how to stay committed to them, they'll take care of you forever. Definitely, yeah. All right, man, what are your socials? Where can folks find you at? Absolutely, man. They can find me on the gram, Instagram, which is culture, K-U-L-T-U-U-R underscore underscore. Uh, they can find me on Facebook with my government name. So it's D-Eric, D-E-E-R-I-C, Culture Williams. Uh, and uh, they can definitely find me on TikTok as well for, uh, at uh, K-U-L-T-U-U-R. So um, that's me, bro. You can find us at Instagram at the Drop Culture Podcast and on TikTok at the Drop Culture Podcast. I'm here with my man Culture, and remember, do it for the culture. Yes, sir.